0: Hi, I'm Richard Scase, Chair of the Canterbury Society. In this podcast, I want to talk about three topics. Firstly, changes in St Dunstan Street in the attempts to make it more pedestrian friendly. Secondly, I want to talk about proposals for a graffiti wall and the ways in which this has been rejected by the council. And then thirdly, Canterbury's football club in its attempt to find a permanent ground after all these years. Kent County Council has been awarded $1.6 from the Department of Transport to create a much more friendly um, travel system in Kent, uh, making it more friendly for cyclists and pedestrians. And as part of this proposal, and indeed it has to apply these proposals, it has to put these proposals in place within eight weeks in order to have access to £8 million for improvements across the whole uh, of Kent. Now, as far as St Dunstan's is concerned, what has happened so far has been the installation of bollards widening the pavement on the side of Café des Amis. And this makes it, I think, much more comfortable for people walking from the centre of Canterbury uh, to Canterbury West Station. Of course, local traders have, projected, have protested against this on the grounds that somehow this is going to affect their trade. I think um, we need to see how it goes, first of all, before we can make those sorts of generalisations. I also think that we have to come to terms with the fact that towns and cities are really should be given priority to pedestrians over cars. And I know this often causes problems for deliveries, but surely this, is, this problem can be overcome and tackled with a proper delivery service, planned delivery service, perhaps using smaller vehicles, as is often the case in historic cities across Europe, so that the uh, the needs of pedestrians on the one hand, and the needs of traders uh, can be resolved in a satisfactory manner. And I look forward to Canterbury becoming a totally pedestrianised city centre to make it much more comfortable for visitors, much more comfortable for residents, and indeed improving the quality of air, um, reducing the amount of air pollution. Because as we all know, in terms of the geographical location of Canterbury, very much in a valley that air pollution is a major problem which we really do have to tackle if only for the reasons of health of elderly citizens and also of course for young people. Graffiti has always been a major problem in Canterbury and it continues to be so. I think it's absolutely dreadful and it really does give a bad impression to visitors to the city as well as making it an uncomfortable environment for us residents. There was a proposal that there should be a graffiti wall providing a location where those who are into graffiti can indeed express their artistic creativity. Canterbury City Council has something like 1600 cases of graffiti since January 2019. I don't see how a graffiti wall can possibly have any effect in reducing the amount of graffiti uh, in the city. On the contrary, I think it would encourage it on the grounds that somehow it would legitimate uh, the graffiti um, exercise and activities. Unfortunately, the council, I think, is to be congratulated on the grounds that having a graffiti wall would, in fact, encourage the spread of graffiti rather than to reduce it. I'd much prefer a policy, and indeed we have this policy, of getting rid of the graffiti as quickly as possible. But of course it costs money and also is it really effective? One only has to look at Grave Gardens in order to see how huge amounts of money spent on reducing graffiti in that beautiful area potentially um, is destroyed within weeks because it's then replaced by other graffiti so to abolish or not to uh, agree for there to be uh, a graffiti wall it seems to me is a decision in the absolute correct um, direction and then finally of course there is not of course but finally uh, there is the whole issue of canterbury football club wanting to have a permanent home Um, it was moved from kingsmead many years ago now and for the last kind of 10 years or so it's been looking for a permanent home And the recent proposal is that somehow this should be located at Highland Court where there's been a proposal to have a major development which got rejected by the council a couple of years ago. It seems to me that um, the objections were based on the fact that Highland Court is an area of outstanding natural beauty and I fully support the rejection of that proposal. But in any case, And this i think is a point that hasn't really been emphasized strongly enough it's the wrong place for a football ground why because of issues of accessibility if we want to encourage sport and activities among young people then we have to have a location which is accessible to young people who don't have access to private cars because their parents are not that well off who don't uh, have access to public transport Uh, to get to a place like Highland Court. And so why are we going ahead with a proposal to have an out-of-town football ground when really we need a location somewhere um, near the the centre of population in Canterbury? In other words, my view would be somewhere along the Sturry Road or furthermore, even better, I think, is that somehow it could be part of a complex in terms of the master plan of the University of Kent. In the United States, colleges have football clubs, they have soccer clubs, they have um, rugby, they have um, also baseball, they have a whole range of activities which which are open to access by their local communities. And it seems to me the University of Kent could, in a very kind of positive way, encourage its integration with the community, Demonstrate its goodwill and its commitment to the community by providing a sports facility for Canterbury Football Club, which would be somewhere located near to the playing fields in Park Wood on the campus. Uh, at weekends, um, there's adequate parking facilities, and also, of course, we're not talking about, and this is where we get the fear when you have discussions about the location of football grounds, people instantly think in terms of thousands of spectators. They think in terms of, they have this image of, spectators as at Chelsea or Tottenham you know 50,000 spectators 70,000 spectators at Tottenham we're not talking about that we're talking about probably three or four hundred supporters at the most in other words no more than the numbers of people who go to the Marlowe or the Gulbenkin. and the parking facilities are there uh, the the social facilities are there why we can't tag on to those social facilities on the university campus at the sports field, I don't really understand. It's on a cycle route, it's on a bus route, it's on a walking route and therefore ideal for young people, uh, for children from less wealthy, less affluent families to engage in a sporting activity. Whereas at Highland Court, it's absolutely hopeless. It's hopeless from a transport point of view and it makes absolutely no sense in having a policy that encourages young people to get engaged in healthy, active sports. No wonder we have a problem of obesity among young people and this really is not going to tackle the problem by having a sports facility by having a football ground out at highland court it's 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 inaccessible rather than accessible well i'm richard scase i'm chair of the canterbury society please join the canterbury society everyone is welcome go to our website at www.canterburysociety.org.uk Anyway, that's the end of my podcast for for this particular issue of Canterbury News. Uh, It's gone on for about eight minutes. I apologise for that because normally I like to keep to a limit of about three minutes.